I have always loved the Young Street Strip. It's always been special to me. I went to university right there. I worked for many years in the 80s as uh, a waiter at Lime Rickey's in the Eaton Center. Who remembers Lime Rickey's in the Eaton Center? Remember that? There was a patio out there, right there on Young Street. And this is back in the day when, you know, Young Street was different, right? Very, shall we say, seedy, maybe? Sin City kind of feel to it. Young Street has changed so much since then, but there are elements that are still there. But even those elements that would have been perhaps I don't know, sinful, seedy perhaps, are doing something completely different today. And Sean O'Shea is our global news reporter, and he joins me now from the Young Street Strip. Where are you, Sean? <laughs> Alan, uh, first of all, I did not know about your Lime Ricky's background. We'll have to get into that at some point. Uh, we're just in our news truck across the street from the Zanzibar. We spent uh, a couple hours at the Zanzibar strip joint uh, this morning. First thing this morning, getting ready for this vaccination clinic, which is starting at 1 o'clock this afternoon. All right, and that is my point, that even the things that might have been previously seedy are now actually part of the solution to this pandemic. Uh, what's going on at the Zanzibar? Um, who are they looking to get uh, vaccinated in there? This is, uh, Alan, I'm sure, going to go down as the most unusual location for a pop-up clinic. Um, it's being organized by Maggie's Toronto, which advocates for sex workers. And they decided with the cooperation of uh, Alan Cooper, who uh, with his family owns the Zanzibar, to set up this pop-up today, Unity Health Toronto, the nurses and doctors are all inside. They've transformed this two-level strip joint into a vaccination clinic. And they're targeting people who, they're calling it a low-barrier vaccine clinic, so people who uh, could be sex workers, uh, people who might feel uncomfortable about going elsewhere. Because at this particular clinic, Alan, you want to have to show an OHIP card. You want to have to show, in fact, any form of identification. So no surveillance um, no tracking of any kind like that. They wanted to make it as easy as possible for people who otherwise might not feel comfortable about going to a vaccination clinic to go to this one. And uh, we're expecting to have a lot of people, hundreds of people uh, to show up there today. There's already a lineup, and, uh, and that's good news. Um, it, it, these are always difficult stories to, to cover from a television point of view because, as you say, you know, there's a privacy issue. Um, you said you were inside pre earlier today? They were very welcoming. Yeah, the the owners as well as Maggie's that is organizing it with Unity Toronto. So we were inside. We were interviewing some of the doctors and people inside, uh, organizers, watching them set up. It was quite interesting to watch. Uh, I mean, the, the strip joints have not been open, as you know, for months now. And one of the reasons that they wanted to have it there was because um, Maggie's, which advocates for sex workers, feels that the, the provincial government and Mayor Tory uh, did not show respect to sex workers as they would have to other people in other workplaces. That they, they said some degrading things and that, that the tone of how people were dealt with was not appropriate. So they, they wanted to make a statement that this is an actual real workplace and that it has meaning and that people earn their livelihoods in places like that. So part of it, they said, was uh, symbolic to have it there. But also they wanted to make sure that they could have it in a place that, uh, that was safe. And it was quite interesting to watch them scrub down all of the tables and all of the hard surfaces, the usual disinfection that would happen, but perhaps a little extra attention given the fact that this is an adult entertainment establishment with a long, uh, a long history, shall we say, Alan. Are, are they using the stage, Sean? 
Uh, you know, they're using uh, the main floor, and the second floor is a staging area for the nurses. They're not using the stage. And in fact, the organizer, one of the organizers told me in the interview that they actually wanted to have some entertainment going on for the people getting uh, getting their shots, but uh, they were told that that was not allowed. So that was not allowed from a, from a legal perspective. But now they're, they're, they're taking it seriously, but they also realize that it's a, it's a very unusual place to have it. And, uh, and, and I interviewed a gentleman who was out front who was actually, they're not denying others from coming. They're focusing on sex workers. But talked to a man who worked in a, in a restaurant, probably not on Lake Lime Ricky's, who said that he was having difficulty getting a booking elsewhere. So he brought his stool and he's third in line and he's going to queue up and get his shot and get, get vaccinated today, which is really the whole point of it. As, you know, as much fun as we were having inside doing the, doing the video recording and, and telling the story on a news tonight at 5.30, uh, the serious point is that people are getting vaccinated and that's really, really what, what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we, we, we've hit a great number here in Toronto and, and also in the province in terms of first doses, but we are also running now into the, sort of the barriers. You know, the people who are, you know, either are not proficient in technology to be able to find one, uh, not English as a first language, or in this case, sex workers who, you know, might not otherwise be able to find a place to go and get a, a vaccine. So this is so important. It is. And, you know, we're being very respectful as they asked us not to video record faces of people that were in line. Of course, the whole point is that people want to come and, and have a level of anonymity. And of course, that's what we're, we're doing and respecting that because you're right. So many people, we've heard about people that just don't either have the opportunity, the patience, the knowledge of where to go or how to go. It's a very easy place to get to. As you said, it's very prominent. They turned on the the neon marquee so it's uh, it's lit up it was well publicized when i tweeted about this yesterday i got so much positive reaction from people well outside that community people believing that this is a great thing to do and that we need to do more of it and and i think that uh, there'll be a lot of happy people that come out of the zanzibar today with their first vaccine and uh, and and proud of the fact that they could have gotten it and as i said at the beginning probably the most unusual place that somebody will get vaccinated during this pandemic. <laughs> Speaking with Sean O'Shea, our, our reporter with Global News. And any chance you ever went to Lime Ricky's in the Eaton Center? Maybe I maybe I actually served. I, I moved to Toronto, Allen in 87, and I, I definitely was at Lime Ricky's at least once. At least once. <laughs> <laughs> Great talking with you, Sean. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alan. That is Sean O'Shea, our consumer reporter at Global News, who's uh, covering the vaccination pop-up clinic at the Zanzibar. And you can see his story tonight on Global News at 5.30 and 6. I, you know, I miss, you know, I may, I, yeah, maybe I just got rose-colored glasses. I just kind of miss the old Young Street, you know, the gene machine. You know, I, I don't I don't think I miss that. I think I obviously the the square that's there now, Young Dundas Square, is a vast improvement to what was there. But you know what I was really thinking about is I was I thought a lot about the silver rail. And I hadn't thought about the silver rail in a long time. And there's only gonna be maybe there's not a lot of you that remember it. Now this is not the brass rail. You're thinking to yourself, Oh, Alan, you're gonna talk about all the time you spent in a strip club. No, no, no. No, there's the brass rail, which still exists, and it was there at the time. But the silver rail, the silver rail was right across the street from the Eaton Center. And it was, in fact, it was the bar that got the very first liquor license 
that was ever granted in the city of Toronto, 1927. And it was one of these old-style, beautiful bars that, you know, leather and just, you know, and, and there was, you know, ancient servers in there, a guy named Zeke who would, you know, bring you drinks. We'd always go over there after our shifts ended at Lime Rickies. And I kind of, I was thinking about the things that I, you miss in a city today. You know, I, I, I've lived in the city for so long and you've seen it change and it's grown and it's better and it's beautiful. And But at the same time, you know, we've sort of lost some things. And I, I, I think about the Silver Rail and how there is just nothing like that in the city anymore. I mean, sure, there are swank clubs and there are cool places to go, but it's always with a wink and a kind of ironic twist nowadays. That old school Toronto, that's gone. I kind of miss it.